you so much for joining us for our next podcast in this series. This time we're actually going to be doing a mindfulness podcast and we are recording this as part of our Put the You in July initiative. It's so great and and just always really lovely to catch up with a previous kind of podcast guest that we've had and this time um, we're joined by our resident and that is actually truly true our resident mindfulness practitioner Hayley Strahorn. So Hayley we had you on I don't know if it was maybe two years ago Um, and since we last met you've been really really busy delivering return to work support alongside kind of ad hoc mindfulness sessions for our customers which was quite a big thing wasn't it during the past year really with uh, with the pandemic um, and I wanted to basically just bring you back because the past year has shown us that we need to look after all aspects of our well-being and that kind of take notice element of the five ways to well-being is something that we do really speak about a lot Definitely. and I think since you came on before and I pretty much put this down to to the podcast that we did mindfulness is growing in popularity and so the reason that I brought you back um, for this particular one is just to you know to remind people about what mindfulness is how you can practice it and and add it to to that armory into that toolkit so welcome back Hayley thank you and first of all I mean it'd probably be good you know just to remind people what mindfulness is to start off with Of course, of course. So mindfulness has its origins in Buddhist practices that are over 2,500 years old. Prince Siddhartha, aka Buddha, dedicated his life to finding the cause of suffering and he recommended mindfulness as a way of overcoming grief, sorrow, pain, anxiety and of realising happiness. In 1979, mindfulness began to be used therapeutically by Dr. John Kabat-Zinn and colleagues at the Stress Reduction Clinic at the University of Massachusetts Hospital in the US. So the doctor defines mindfulness as paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, and non-judgmentally. So when we practice mindfulness, we pay attention to what is happening in our minds and our body, to our thoughts, the stories we tell ourselves, as well as to the emotions and physical sensations that we feel. So, I mean, mindfulness is actually, it's always been around, hasn't it? There's just yeah. there's something, um, you know, really basic about the fact that you know you don't necessarily need to be doing anything major about it it's no. it's in it can be inside of us and we can use it at any point that pain paying attention piece is mm. really important and really resonates um but obviously i've said that it's grown in popularity why do you think that that is the case why do you think the popularity has grown for mindfulness so I think it's because more research about the benefits of, of it have actually been published and it's therefore sort of being more utilised in both a therapy setting for both psychological and physical health as well as outside of therapy settings. So there are lots of studies, again, that are showing us that mindfulness can improve symptoms of anxiety and depression, can reduce the key indicators of chronic stress like hypertension and has actually proven effective in reducing a lot of different types of pain and also can support smoking cessation as well as alcohol dependence. So we're seeing a lot of large employers including ones that we work with um, as well as places like Google incorporate mindfulness into the working culture. We're also seeing a lot of sports teams, schools and prisons um, use it as part of their rehabilitation programs and the results that they're having back as the reason why they're doing it has been fantastic. So yeah you're seeing a lot of research come out um, as a result of that and therefore the popularity is, is just really really growing. 
I think as well. So when you know that like people start talking about something and then and then you try it and then actually it makes a difference, mm. then you kind of think, oh, okay, you, you can tangibly see those rewards. So I know that um, I t- I've talked about it a lot generally because of the job that I do, um, and my husband overhears because obviously we're working together all the time now and he overhears me having these conversations and and even last night I came up to um to the bedroom and he was lying on the bed doing some mindfulness like <laughs> with his little earpods in this is like a, a, a sales development manager this is lying on his bed in the middle of, middle of the evening just doing some mindfulness and he just goes and does it every now and then for like 15 20 minutes because you know it's a fast-paced job it's very stressful mm. lots of targets and sometimes he just needs that you know something else to to bring his mind down or he can't sleep he can't kind of yeah. focus so I think once people try doing it, it actually kind of makes them think, oh, this is quite handy. I even notice when I'm doing uh, one of our sessions, we talk about that kind of um, 7-Eleven breathing. We talk yeah. about that self-soothe where you can kind of rub your hand. It even just relaxes me now. You can hear it in my voice, mm-hmm. just circling your finger around your hand. I remind people of that kind of just sitting at your desk and being kind of aware of your sitting and your feet and how you're feeling even just for a couple of minutes and that that means you know the fact that my husband was able to just do it there and then just chuck it on his phone the fact that you can you can implore those employer implore those techniques there and then means that it's quite easy and it's quite easy to do it's quite accessible um but I you know how accessible is it now because I feel like it's really easy to to get involved with yeah, no, it's definitely very easily accessible and probably part of the reason why it's become so popular. So there are so many courses being offered through so many different providers, the NHS privately, there's apps and there's so many videos uh, available. So the apps are all really different as well. So even if you find one that, that doesn't suit you, for example, you might find the speaker's voice not particularly calming, then you are able to explore others. And because of the pandemic, it is something that people have been able to turn to to support themselves in the absence of other support. So the pandemic has actually led to a massive surge in downloads of the Calm and Headspace app, the sort of two most popular mindfulness apps. So the Calm app was downloaded 3.9 million times in April 2020, which is a rise of 31% compared to January 2020, and Headspace was downloaded 1.5 million million times as well. So yeah, the accessibility is is unreal when it comes to it and so many different ways that people can listen to it in in a variety of different settings. As you say, your husband was just lying in bed. Um, And so yeah, it's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, I love I love it. Um uh just the sometimes I'll just look out the window, you know, there's so much going on. I feel kind of just overwhelmed and I'll just kind of look out the window and just be like what are the colours that you can see, Beth? What is yep. going on? You can hear. Um, I know you mentioned to me earlier about, can you hear the birds singing? I was like, that's something that I listen out for. <laughs> I will listen to those each shine, pinpoint individual birds. And just that kind of being in that moment, focusing on something other than, oh, my goodness, I've got so much to do. What am I going to do first? Um, and I just, like you say, I think it's just, it, it's it's something that people are talking about now. There's, there's a million and one apps out there. Um, but you're the the expert um (laughs) so what would you say because guys that are listening into this we're going to be actually doing another mindfulness um 
session in a, in a second. So we wanted to just remind you what mindfulness is, remind you how easy it is to get hold of, um, give you some top tips and then just run through a practice. So, you know, Hayley, what are your top tips before we then kind of think about running through a practice? So I guess touching on what you've said there as well, you don't need the apps and the videos to practice mindfulness. As you've said, you you can just look out the window and it is very easy to be able to, to practice it. So it is about focusing our attention on the senses, you know, touch, sight, hearing, smell and taste. You know, that helps us to stay present in the moment. Um, and you can do that throughout the day. So when we think about things like food preparation, it's a really good opportunity to practice mindfulness. You can focus on the feel of the knife as it slices through the food or the different textures of the, the food that you're sort of you know, handling as well, the noise different foods make as it slices or the smell that's released as each food item is sort of cut into. Washing up is also a really good opportunity for exploring those different sensations. So constantly coming back to the present moment as you're rinsing a dish, the sensation of the, the water and the temperature of the water as well. Eating is always a good one. So trying to have part of a meal in silence or without the distraction of the TV or the radio. So really focusing on the food, noticing the colours, the shapes, the textures, the smell, sometimes as well thinking about where that food has come from and then really seeing how easily you taste the first mouthful and no other. See how it compares to the fourth mouthful. Making a cup of tea or coffee also provides another opportunity to be with the senses. So taking the time to feel the heat of the hot water after you've poured it into the mug, watching how the water changes colour as it hits the tea bag or the coffee granules, and the smell that's kind of released as well when the when the hot water hits the tea bag and, and sort of mixes with the coffee as well. Walking which is something that I think a lot of us have been have been doing a lot more lately and it doesn't seem to matter whether the, the sun is shining or it's kind of smattering with rain. We are um, out. <laughs> yeah, we are definitely out. <laughs> but you'll be able to notice the sounds, you know, mm. and focus on those for a few minutes and then shift your attention to the smell and then look around and, and see what's around you. And then you can focus on touch as well. So what physical sensations are there when you're walking, you know, noticing your sort of footsteps and how your body moves and then noticing as well when your mind is wandering because I think that does tend to happen a lot when you're sort of walking and you start thinking about other things so just drawing back to those different different sort of senses as, as well and even sitting at our desk is a, a big opportunity and you mentioned this before um, you know it is a very very good opportunity and probably one now I think you know with working from home um, where we do spend a lot more time just sitting at our desk or whatever environment that we kind of have with our workstation if you've come off a call and perhaps have a few minutes before the next one you know take the time to adjust your posture stand and just focus on your breath perhaps direct your attention to the soles of your feet and notice sensations there then maybe gradually scan the rest of your body going all the way up and notice the sensations or even just the absence of them and again just try and pull your attention back into that i would always just say try and commit to regular mindfulness practice by honoring a routine and i think i said this in the in the last podcast as well <laughs> so keeping it up you know with the same time doing it in the same place it becomes a habit as you know so does a lot of our, our other usual practices getting up usually at the same time having breakfast having lunch trying to keep up with those kind of habits because daily practice will help you to reap the benefits that we've touched on 
consider making it one of the first things that you do in the morning or maybe one of the final things you do before you go to bed as well as what I've mentioned you know with food preparation and, and at your desk you don't need to practice it for long you know meditations can just be a few minutes and can provide the same benefits as those that are about 10 to 15 minutes as long as long as they're practiced daily you will reap the benefits from those and consider downloading an app as well you know i've touched on calm and headspace but they're not the only ones there are other ones out there like insight timer it's just a simple matter of going into your app store and typing in mindfulness and a few of them will in fact pop up <laughs> i think just, there's even someone like the fitbit watches and all of that sort of stuff there's yes. always associated ones with uh, you know when you're buying those watches and get your money's worth get get on yeah. there, get all the yeah. extras that come with it or just you keep listening well. to this podcast and listen to your next next listen to your next bit I've actually had my coffee here while you're drinking it and I've got my hands around the mug thinking oh, it's got it's got so there's a cockerel imprint I'm at my parents house they have some interesting things there's some cockerel imprints that I'm feeling um these birds and the warmth of the cup and the taste of the coffee and I was thinking God, it's, it's, it, it can just be simple just yeah. to do those little little things just to bring yourself back to the present moment and yeah. I suppose the idea that it's so beneficial is that you're not stuck in the um in that cycle because I, I actually heard a song this morning and it was um about the fact that you often live a fear of a worry or an anxiety or something before it's even happened. So mm -hmm. technically you're living something twice, you know, and you're almost self-fulfilling the prophecy that something bad is going to happen. I'm imagining all of these bad things happening and this is how I'm going to react and this is what's going to happen. And you're physically reacting to all mm. of these bad things before they've even happened, expelling all of this wasted stress and energy. And then, you know, if it does happen, you've got to go through it all again. And yeah. that's a lot of energy and time. And I suppose that, that I'm assuming that the idea of, of mindfulness is such that you will be removing your mind from from focusing on all of these unknown entities that are causing you a physiological response a negative physiological response and just centering yourself bringing your mind to just the present now and how you're feeling yeah exactly and be with those thoughts and it's not about you know necessarily challenging those thoughts at that time or anything like that it's just noticing them and as I say, being not judgmental about them, but bringing yourself back to, to the actual moment um, and just being there and not being in that future point in time, <laughs> but just being in the present moment. And to do that, it is really about engaging in, in the five different senses. You know, how are you going to bring your attention to that? And it is um, hopefully as simple as, as what we've been told. And it can be, you know, think about what's around you, you know, that hot, hot mug in your hand, focus mm. on that. I love it. Okay, so with that in mind, guys, we're now going to get Hayley to, to do us um, a, a nice practice. So I'm going to mute myself. I'm going to follow what she says and then we will we will come back afterwards and, and I'll rejoin you. Thanks, Hayley. Thank you. So we're going to do um, what we call mindfulness of breathing with spaciousness. So the purpose of this exercise is to add a new perspective by introducing the concept of spaciousness, where the focus is on more than just the breath. We use the term spaciousness to describe the mental quality of awareness that is open to all experience and feels expansive and vast. This can be quite a challenging concept to think about, but it can be felt and experienced directly in the body. When we're upset or worried about something, it can feel tight or closed down in the body. When we obsess about something, this constricted feeling is the opposite of spaciousness. 
A mental stance of spaciousness allows us to hold our experiences with more ease and less reactivity. The constricted focus is linked to the flight or fight response or sympathetic nervous system, where spacious awareness is associated with the parasympathetic nervous system or relaxation response. This is by design, where there is a perceived threat or attention system narrowly focuses on the threat. With practice, we can learn to focus on a single object like the breath, or we can open our attention to into spacious awareness. An example of spaciousness or opening up space, which can be used in meditation as well as everyday life, is the concept of taking a spoonful of salt and mixing it into a glass of water and it tasting salty. Then adding the same spoonful of salt and mixing it into a bathtub of water where you are less likely to taste the salt. It's not about the amount of salt, but how big you make the container. This practice allows you to make the container bigger for emotions and feelings. So if you just want to sit in an upright and dignified posture, both feet on the ground. And when you're ready, just allowing your eyes to gently close or softening your gaze down to the floor. As best as you can, noticing the sensations of your breath and where you feel the breath in the body. Breathing all the way in and exhaling completely. In and out. Really noticing where you feel the breath in the body. Now letting go of control of the breath and just allowing the body to breathe on its own. Trusting the body to find its own natural rhythm with the breath. When you feel ready, opening up your awareness to include the breath in the whole body. Feeling your whole body sitting here, breathing. We don't let go of the breath, we just include more, like we would open the lens of a camera to include a broader picture. You might also become aware of any flavours of emotions that are present, or stories that are running through your mind. Perhaps a sense of space is enough for you. Or you can open the awareness even more to include the entire room with any people, pets or objects in it. Or opening up as wide as you like beyond the room you're in, allowing everything to arise, be here and change into something else. Noticing whatever is present for you in this moment and just observe it. It's like sitting directly in a giant meadow on a clear summer day, 
allowing your awareness to be as expansive and as vast as the sky, a sky that stretches from horizon to horizon. If at any time the mind starts to get too busy, consider zooming back in on the breath. And then open up again when the mind feels more stable. Breathing in and out. Allowing awareness itself to be spacious and open. Breathing in, breathing out, resting in the spaciousness. Where is your mind now? Noticing where your mind is without judgment and gently coming back to your breath and the spacious awareness of this moment, allowing everything to be just as it is. Just as clouds can appear in the sky and linger before drifting across the horizon, we can have thoughts and sensations that drift into our awareness and capture our attention for a time. Each time this happens, gently returning the awareness to the breath, resting in the spaciousness of awareness itself and letting be. Some thoughts and sensations come sweeping into our attention like the dark. They can seem to demand our attention, but just as the sky holds every cloud, every storm with ease, our spacious awareness can hold our thoughts and sensations with ease. Resting in the spacious awareness and allowing it to be just as it is. Breathing in, breathing out. Allowing yourself to be just as you are right now. Breathing in and out. And when you're ready, opening your eyes or lifting your gaze and bringing yourself back 
into the room. Ah, that was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I need more of this. Can you just come to my house? Of course. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for doing that. And I hope everyone kind of really got a lot out of it. Um, it's just such a valuable technique. And, and, and again, you know, the same impact as the previous podcast where we did the kind of the body scan. But yeah. there's just like you say, there's so many different types and different ways of doing it. So I really hope that those of you that have participated and taken part in in this particular practice have, have really benefited from it, that you'll come back and, and do this one again and that you'll come back and listen to our other podcasts. Thank you so much, Hayley, for your time today. Uh, I, for one, am feeling lovely um, <laughs> and ready to go on with the rest of my day. Um, but thank you so much. No thank worries. You Thanks for, for having me. <laughs> Take care.